It's been so long, I don't even know how to start this. Yeah. Usually you do your song. Yeah, I might record that, like, later okay. and add that in. So, I'm kind of tired of, like, singing it yeah. every episode. Yeah, just record I mean, it. I feel like I should do, like, a, a higher production intro song. So maybe I'll work on that and, like, just have a permanent thing. Yeah. And do, like... What are those things like clip art slides? Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. like clip art slides to the theme song after like doing a cold open like this clip art theme song. And then we get into the show. Hi, welcome back to that thing with James J. Asher II. I'm your host, James J. Asher II, joined once again by the lovely Emily. Uh, Emily Brummett from Ohio. I feel so sorry for you. Mm. So let's see here. Uh, this is the first episode of this we've recorded. Mm, mm, let's see. It was February. February. So let's see. February, oh, January, February, March, April, May, June. Today is June 6th. 2021 CE, that's common era or, oh. or current era. Yeah, I think current. And uh, the last episode we recorded, uh, actually the, the very last episode was one I recorded by myself. And then we did an intro together Yeah, that I still feel kind of cringe about. Okay. Yeah. But you know, um, I think it's okay, uh, especially given the circumstances we were in at the time when we recorded that, um, you know, post intro. So let's let's try to tackle this chronologically, and give an answer to why it's been four months since I've recorded an episode. So let's start with the last episode. It was was it Valentine's Day? I think so. It was Valentine's Day, so February 14th, mm-hmm. 2021, and it had been kind of warm. The weather had been kind of warm, yeah. and there were warnings that a storm was going to roll in, like a winter storm. Yep. Um, and so I recorded this episode by myself. It was early evening. Like it was uh, started out getting dark, and then it was dark by the time I finished. Yeah. And I was talking about the book. Heart of Darkness and Eraserhead. Oh, yeah. Because you had just shown me Eraserhead for the first time. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to record an episode about that. And I did that. And uh, the news of the weather was that a cold front was moving in and that there might be some snow and that there might be some ice. Yep. And that some energy companies might have to do Rolling blackouts, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard of before. Uh, so in on paper, paper white definition, what is a rolling blackout? Where they turn off the power for one community so they can keep the power running all over. So uh, an energy company has only so much electricity they can put out, right? Yeah. And normally they can supply enough electricity to an entire city, right? And the way they're able to do that is they can sort of modify, say, downtown is going to be using, generally uses, needs more electricity Mm -hmm. um, from nine to five, Monday through Friday. So maybe some other communities out on the edge where people tend to commute from their neighborhoods out near the suburbs, they commute from their neighborhoods into downtown So they'll kind of reduce the amount of electricity they send out normally, not even in rolling blackout times. They'll kind of reduce the amount of energy they send out to the suburbs so that they can focus more energy on downtown because there's more demand for energy downtown, right? And so when a, a big weather event happens, um for various reasons, it can affect the overall, the whole 
amount of energy that an energy company is able to deliver, able to put out. Yeah. And so rolling blackout is we're going to um, your neighborhood is going to be blacked out. Let's say there's for two hours three, or four hours. There's <laughs> three three. Let's say there's three neighborhoods. Neighborhoods A, B, and C. Um, neighborhood A, you guys will be without electricity for two hours, and then it'll come back on because we're going to black out neighborhood B for two hours, and then it will come on, and then neighborhood C. And we'll keep cycling through that to make sure that everyone can have enough electricity that, like, you can at least keep your house warm and stuff. Yeah, you can survive. You can survive um, until this crazy uh, weather event, quote-unquote weather event, passes. Yeah. Right. So we we were expecting to be uh, without electricity for just... A couple hours, like in the middle of the night when we were asleep. I'd ordered groceries the day before and they canceled without saying anything. Because as I was recording, like around 7 p.m. or something, it started kind of sleeting Mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. Not not even so much sleet. It was kind of like freezing rain was starting to come down. This weather hit hard and fast. Yeah. Like it went from, it must have been in the mid to low 70s to begin with yeah and then within a matter of a few hours it dropped like 30 degrees 30 degrees 40 degrees 50 degrees um and more and more precipitation started happening this was in austin texas um i want to note right now for the viewers the background may be a little bit different. Also, viewers, I, I did want to wear um, my contacts for this episode so you could see my beautiful eyes for the first time in four months, but I've got a little bit of a sty developing on my left lower eyelid, so I figured, you know, wearing contacts might not be the best thing. Yeah, most likely. But now you get to see my cool new glasses from Warby Parker. Oh, yeah. Whereas my mom calls it Warbly Parker. <laughs> So <laughs> Warbly Parker. <laughs> My Aunt Bibi used to call uh, Walmart Walmarts. The S at the end. So, yeah, we're no longer in Austin, Texas right now. And that's going to be a part of the story. Yeah. Um, we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma now in a totally different apartment after a whole lot of shit. Um, after essentially being homeless. Uh, we were literally homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for several months. So, but we will get to that. Yep. Let's go back to the last episode I recorded. The storm was coming in that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ordered groceries, but they got canceled mm-hmm. because the weather was v- precipitously getting worse. Yeah, it was getting worse and worse. Um, and so at some point, I wake up. I don't remember when you woke up, but at some point, I wake up. I think maybe at like 6 a.m. or something because I expect I'm going to wake up and log into work because I work from home for my day job. Um, and the power's off. Yeah, and the apartment was already cold. I, we could already see our breath. The power's off. The apartment was cold. And if you've been... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> speak i need to drink some water okay so yeah we didn't have internet we didn't have electric i woke up i have to be at work at eight in the morning and i decided i'm just gonna hotspot on my phone and you you work from home too yeah i work from home as well but i was hotspotting from the phone and i was just seeing my own breath as i was trying to work and our landlord was texting us telling us that we should go to a warm shelter where it's overcrowded. <laughs> but that's that's getting ahead. Yeah. That's getting ahead. Okay. We're taking slower steps here. Okay. So I did you wake up before or after me around the same I time? I think around the same time. Okay, so we wake up around the same time and it's dark. Um I mean there's some light coming in, but it's definitely storm light. Yeah. Like you know, if you've ever lived somewhere that has <clears throat> serious winter weather, then you know what I'm talking about. It was that kind of light. Um, but no electric light anywhere. I look outside and the windows are fogged up. 
And if you've been following this show for a long time, you know that our now former apartment had no insulation. There were holes everywhere. None of the windows would ever fully seal shut. The front door didn't shut all the way. The front door didn't shut all the way. I mean, the place was dilapidated. Yeah. In a very real sense of the word, black mold. But in Austin, it it was a great price. In Austin, it was a gr- it was like the best price. Yeah, it was and the best deal we'd ever get. And we were living somewhere very cool, very central. Like it is one of the best places you would want to live if you were going to live in Austin. Mm-hmm. The apartment itself, maybe not. But no, it was a shithole. It was a a complete shithole. I mean, it was like legit, like real punk rock, fucking basically a bando building. Rotten wood. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, <laughs> it was, it was basically like a bando. It yeah. should have been a bando. Yeah. Um, so the windows are all fogged over. We can see our breath. The floor, because we were on the second floor, is very fucking cold. The walls are very fucking cold. Everything is very fucking cold. Yeah. As Emily mentioned, we could see our breaths. Our breath. Yeah. And um, so we were like, maybe this is the rolling blackout. This is weird. How long has the power been out? Because it was very fucking cold. And we did the thing where we had tried not to do because there was no, you know, central air or anything. We had space heaters that struggled because there was no insulation and always a draft, no matter how much fucking, you know, plastic I put up over the the holes and everything. How many we buy. Yeah. We had space heaters running throughout the night because we've been through some serious icy weather in that apartment before, and it gets dangerously cold, um, even with the heaters. But we kept the heaters on that night, um, and I was like, fuck, our our electric bill's going to be nuts, but... We got to survive somehow. Yeah. And, um, well, it was so cold by the time we woke up that the power had to have been off for a long time. I think it was like six hours by the time that we woke up. Six hours by the time we woke up. And so we started wondering, well, maybe the power is going to come back on. A couple hours pass and we are... Getting hypothermia, yeah, um, environmental hypothermia. So we weren't dipped in water, but uh, just the air was so cold. I um, couldn't even concentrate on my work. I was trying to work no. throughout the whole thing. Um, hands were, even with gloves, um, hands got so cold, you couldn't feel anything. You couldn't move your hands. You couldn't move your toes. You could barely move your wrists and ankles. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. It was that fucking cold. Our skin was turning blue um, for several hours. Yeah. Uh, And it's around this time that we started to figure out that maybe the power was not going to come back on. Yeah. So who texted you first, Bob or my mom? I think Bob. Bob was our landlord. He was the king of that shithole. Um, and then Bob said what? He said, hey, if you guys need to be somewhere warm, you should go to a shelter, a, a warming shelter. Yeah. Which he texted me that, and I don't drive. So if I wouldn't have been with James, I would have probably died in that apartment. Um, so and the nearest warming shelter were these tents that whoever, I don't know who, yeah. set up. And the nearest one was two miles away. It's probably FEMA. FEMA wasn't there yet. Oh, they weren't there yet, yeah. FEMA didn't... FEMA wasn't there until, like, after everything happened. Yeah, that's right. There was nothing because Texas refused to admit that there was a disaster. So, um, you know, Biden wanted to get FEMA in there, but Texas kept saying, no, fuck you. Fuck you. We can take care of ourselves. Um, Well... People were dying, but yeah. not yet. People weren't dying yet, but they did. Um, so, yeah, the nearest warming shelter that whoever, like uh, fire stations or whatever, set up was two miles away. And there was 
well over a foot of snow yeah. over everything. Stuff was iced over as well. The roads were most certainly iced over. We kept hearing car wrecks. Yeah. Um, because uh, Texas, and I've seen them like, you know, plow the roads before. I'd I have si- I had. I had seen the plows before. I had seen them at least put sand on the roads before. I don't know if I've ever seen them do that. I had seen these things. In the last ice storm, they did this shit. But this time, they didn't. Yeah. This time, they didn't. And so, we are losing it. Like, we're dying in our apartment. There's no electricity. We don't have gas stove or anything, so... We had to go sit in his car to warm up. We went... To sit in my car to warm up. And my car almost didn't start. Yeah. I had to go out by myself while she was, for some reason, continuing to work. <laughs> um, using mobile hotspot on her fucking, hooking her phone up my to her computer. iPhone 6. <laughs> yeah, her iPhone 6. That can't hold a charge. Oh, yeah. Hooked up to her work computer. Um, and people were telling her to log off. But she's like, no, I need the money. Mm-hmm. Um. So while she's doing that, I go out, our downstairs neighbor, Gene, um, he was outside and like digging his van out of the snow around the same time I was. Yeah. I didn't have a shovel. He didn't have a shovel. So I went out there um, and it took me several minutes to get my shoes on. I eventually got my boots on because they just have zipper on the side. Yeah. I, I wanted to get on some something that could lace up, but I couldn't move my fingers I couldn't even make a fist. I couldn't even make half a fist. Yeah. I had more mobility in my hand when I broke my wrist in a car wreck several years when I was like 20-something. Yeah, that it was miserable. Um, so I go outside and thank God I had my ice scraper in the apartment. I think I made sure to get it in the apartment instead of leaving it in the car. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So I go outside and I can't feel my extremities. I think and you called your mom then. It's very painful. I'll mention that. But I, I, I dig my car out of over a foot of snow. Um, yeah, it was definitely over a foot of snow. And Gene's out there digging his van out. Um, and I get the car started to uh, to get us warm. But that was after I got a call from my mom yeah. saying hey, are you guys out of power? And we were like, yeah. And we didn't, I mean, we were so fucking out of it, we didn't realize how bad off we were. Yeah. And she was like, um, do you guys, um, do you want to get a hotel room? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the power's going to come back on. I don't want to leave here. And we were scared about driving on the road too. And we were also very scared about driving on the road. And... Um, well, she was like, you guys should really consider, like, I will help you get a hotel room. And if you are going to get one, you need to get one now because the rooms are all getting, everything's booked. Everything's getting booked up real fast because most of the hotels had power still. Um, and you know, I resisted for like an hour and then finally, you know, it just got so physically painful, yeah. the cold, um, that I said, book us something. And she was like, I already did it. Yeah. I don't care if you said no. I already booked you a thing. Do you think you can get there safely? And I was like, I don't know. I can try. And she was like, we'll get an Uber. There's no fucking Ubers to get. Yeah, no Uber driver was going to be out in that mess. No. Um, so by this time, it was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. AM and my mom's like, okay, you guys are booked, but you can't get in until like 1 30 PM. I thought it was three. Oh no, it was three then. Yeah. Um, until three. Yeah. That, cause that's usual check-in time. Yeah. And, um, you guys are going to have to survive until then. And I was like, okay, thank you. She got us and thank God this was a reasonably priced place. It was like, 150. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of places doing price gouging though. A lot of places were price gouging for like, say, think like Motel 6 charging a thousand dollars a night. That, yeah. that kind of stuff was happening all over town. 
but thank God we got one that was not price gouging. And um, she booked us for what, like a couple nights? Yeah, I think it was one or two nights. I think it was two nights. Yeah. She booked us for two nights. And, um, and so it's in the morning time and we have to wait until three in the afternoon to leave. And so finally you give up on work yeah. and we're just doing what we can to try to stay warm. You weren't moving. Yeah. And I was trying to get you to move because you were being very stubborn about. That's shocking. Uh, you were being very stubborn about the hypothermia. And I told you, I was like, I think we have hypothermia yeah. and I think yours is worse because you're just, you're not moving. Yeah. You're not doing well. And, um, the water wasn't running either. Nope. We had no water. We had no water. Fortunately, I had the foresight the night prior, um, to save up water to drink. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't frozen inside, but it was very cold yeah. to drink. It was a little too cold. But we were rationing the water that I'd saved, um, and uh, we were just trying to pile on blankets and stuff. I mean, our pillows, we had like cheap memory foam pillows. They were like rocks. Yeah. Because of the, the cold. And um, we kept going back and forth between the car. Thankfully, I had a full tank of gas too. Yeah. I went back and forth to the car, one, to make sure that um, it would start just to keep it warm. The very first time, I was pretty concerned. Yeah. Um, but after I dug it out of the snow and then eventually I dug a path too, since we were going to need to drive, uh, soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and by this, the sun was out. Yeah. The sun was it, out. Nothing was really melting though. No, it was so cold that nothing was going to thaw, but the sun was out. Um, and you know, we just keep going back and forth between the car. We spent several minutes in the car just getting warm in there putting our feet up putting our feet up in front of the heaters to the heater and like 10 minutes later our feet still aren't that warm yeah um but uh eventually 3 p.m rolls around sorry if you hear a noise in the background it's because we have yet again more noisy neighbors and i'll rant about that later <laughs> um these are some trashy motherfuckers uh, anyway, 3 p.m. rolls around and uh, we get in the car and I'm like, all right, here we go. We're going to this place like on the edge of downtown yeah, near the highway. And um, we drive there and we witness several cars go off the road. Yeah. Um, by this point, um, there was a lot of packed snow on the main roads and some slush from yeah. a lot of use. Um, and there was like one road where there was like a light dusting of sand on top yeah. of all this packed slush and snow. And so there was lots of traffic, lots of cars running into each other, rolling off. People don't know how to drive. Sliding through stoplights. Stop Sliding Did through stoplights. Because um, I knew I was white knuckling that. I, I, like I slid through one stop sign. Mm -hmm. Luckily, it was like in our neighborhood. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot of traffic. And, um, people like going pedal to the metal thinking they're going to move that way. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just like screaming at these morons, like you're on fucking packed snow. Do not accelerate that fast. You ease onto the gas driving tip. If you're driving on ice or packed snow or any kind of slippery condition, do not just slam down the accelerator ease onto it very slowly, get a rolling start. Because if you just slam down, you're not going to move anywhere. And in fact, you're going to make things worse because your tires are just going to spin out and you're going to dig further into the ice or whatever. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot worse. Um, and also slamming on your brakes won't work either. You're going to have to go low and slow the whole way. And we went up a few hills yeah. that... Um, I was clenching my butthole. Yeah, there was a lot of clenching. <laughs> I was clenching my butthole, but we made it up the hills. And then eventually, you know, we get through downtown or we get across the bridge into downtown and there are homeless camps packed yeah. 
under snow, um, homeless people walking around. And I right now still feel so much guilt that those people had to be living there. Yeah. And in those conditions um, with no relief. Yeah. Nothing. They're left to die. And then as a matter of fact, quite a few did die. And I'm sure they were not counted among the dead that were counted once the thaw was enough that the storm could be declared over. Yeah. Um, But we get to the hotel and it's packed. We got like one of the last rooms. It was already a shit show. (laughs) It was an absolute shit show. One, just the access to the parking garage was a shit show. Like there's, there's only one lane and... You can't really, there's like not barely enough room for a car to go in and another car to go out. Plus, they had a fucking transport van, like a 12-person van, parked right there under this fucking awning that was taking up like 50% of the thing. Some girl ran up talking about, are you our Uber to the car? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Some She ran up and said, are you guys an Uber? And I said, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, and so there's like a, you know, one of those traffic arms where, you know, you have to scan or put in some money or which something, we didn't know. which we didn't know. So in order to get up into this, uh, parking garage, you have to go up a ramp. That's a good, I guess, like almost 90 degrees. It was not, rough. Um, 37, I'd, I don't know. I'd say it's a 30 to 40 degree angle. It, it was not a pleasant angle. It was a good 30 to 40 degree angle, absolutely covered in ice, not even slush. Yeah. Ice. Ice. And there were all these dumbass drivers trying to go up. And um, so we get up to the thing and I realize, oh, fuck, we need a room key in order to raise this arm. Yeah. So I had to go back down because I I ramped up the ice. Somehow I managed. Thank God. Thank you, Ford Fusion 2019. You got me up and through that whole fucking thing. That car saved our asses. Oh, yes, it did. Did it not? Yes, it did. That car can handle some shit. So I'm so grateful for my car. Mercy. I named you Mercy for a reason. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, we realize, you know, we get up this ramp and you have to go, I don't know, quite a ways up this ramp that's covered in ice. And then finally, right where you scan the arm, it was like not icy, just where the front wheels are. Yeah. And so we're there. I try to scan and I see a sign that says you need a room key. (laughs) So then I have to back down And this time I did slide and we had to tell cars because there's about six cars bumper to bumper backed up right at the end. Not giving anyone room to traverse this ice nor this icy ramp. Um, We have to tell people to back up and there's assholes like almost running into each other. I mean, it was bumper cars. It was a fucking shit show. Then he sent me inside to get us logged in. And it was like an hour long wait because it was packed. And, you know, this is like peak COVID. I hadn't had my vaccinations yet or anything. I was like, this is how I'm going to die. I already know. And like they're asking me what type of car he has. I don't know his car. I'm like, it's a Ford. I know that much. But I do not know. She did have to wait a literal hour in line (laughs) to check in and get us cards so we could park. During that time... I barely, barely found a parking spot. There's no parking outside of the parking garage. So it's just like a little thing under an awning and then that fucking ramp. Um, I managed to finally ease my way into a very tight spot by the curb. Yeah. Um, the curb that goes to the you know walkway up to the door. And um, during that time when she was inside... I had to get out of my car multiple times to like yell at people, quit slamming on the accelerator. You move here, you back up. And then another person literally like parked right at the entrance to the ramp and just left. 
they just left their car running yeah. with no one inside. And they were blocking up. People were backing up into the off-ramp because this is basically off and off-ramp to the highway, I-35. <sighs> well, after probably a good hour or 90 minutes, we finally get into the... I think we we actually got in at 5. We got That's in like at That's like what time we were able to go up to the room. It was like 5 o'clock. Yeah, and we left like just before 3 or something. We left at, I think, 2. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we finally, you know, I get her to go with the card, like walk up to the arm and then scan it so the arm raised and so that I could get a running start because so many people had been bucking around on that icy ramp. Yeah. The condition had gotten worse. And there was no one in the hotel that was coming out to put salt or anything down. Even the sidewalk was icy. I saw people fucking bust ass. Yeah. Um, well, eventually I, I have her go up to the, like the summit of this ramp and scan the arm. And I just like, I rev and I, I get a rolling start and just like gun it up. And I, you know, I definitely peel out on the ice, but I managed to get up just in time. Yeah. And you were fighting me. You're like, why are you making me do this? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, just fucking do it. Trust me. It, it was a real test. Just fucking do it. Get up there. I cannot do what you think I can. Go up there and scan it. So you did it. Yeah, and then I managed to signal. get up and drive past the arm. Mm-hmm. And then you understood why I had you do that. Yeah. So we go and check into our room. Um, I made sure to pack stuff I needed, like my computer, my camera for this. Um, I didn't grab the microphone, but I figured, you know, it's just going to be a couple nights. Yeah. Um, I will edit this, um, Valentine's day episode I recorded and put it out while we're in the hotel, you know, take it easy. Um, and you'd grab some stuff, but there was a lot of stuff we had, a lot of stuff we had left at the apartment. Um, and so we tuck in and... We're completely worn out, and uh, we tuck in for our first night at the hotel room. And I think now's a good place to take a pee break, and we'll be right back. All right. We're back. So, we have two nights booked at the hotel. First night, we get there, and... um, They had a restaurant downstairs so we had to go down there to get food and we were like is this what's the cost going to be of this and like they'd run out of a ton of food even that first night yeah the first night they only had a few things because they weren't able to get their usual stock in like they were expecting get to get a uh, uh, truck full of foodstuffs that day and it didn't come in so about mm, two-thirds of the actually more like like seven or eight out of 10 items on the menu were crossed off because they didn't have it. So we got like burgers or something like that. Yeah, we got food. It wasn't very really yeah. good. But before that, we were taking baths to warm up. And that the warm, just warm water was almost painful because we were I was so cold. And that's when I looked up on, on my phone like, did we have hypothermia? And I'm looking at the uh, symptoms and... Oh, we most definitely had environmental hypothermia, um, uh, inability to focus, yada yada yada, lowering heart rate, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. We had, we had all the symptoms. We we had hypothermia. Yeah. Um. And uh, so we get some food. We also took with us some like canned stuff that we never even really broke into. Nope. Um, and some apples that we'd end up like splitting with my pocket knife. I'd cut them with my pocket knife and, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to remember it all because it all blurred together. Well, one night turned into two nights altogether. We were there for what? Six days. Yeah. We were in that hotel for six days and, 
we kept expecting like maybe it's going to get better but no there was like one or two more waves of even more intense yeah. freezing um snow and 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 it wasn't even it wasn't even freezing rain it was just like snow it was in a weird thing where it would snow and then freeze over yeah um so the weather was just getting worse and we learned that it was not just Austin, but the entire state of Texas was without power, save for what, like 10%? Yeah. And we started seeing pictures uh, from different cities and pictures people posted of Austin being completely blacked out except for like wealthy neighborhoods. And then downtown areas where there were hospitals, yeah, but also wealthy. wealthy neighborhoods had power. And if that didn't radicalize some motherfucking Texans, I don't know what will. I really hope it did, but I don't know. I, I think it did. I well, think it did. Well, between that and then what was it, like the third day that we were there? Or the fourth day when we got the text message, the group text? Oh, I'll get to that in okay. a second. So I'm just like on social media and and I've got the TV on like Cartoon Network, just something mindless and comforting to have. And we we're very, very lucky to manage to get a hotel room, yeah, which I still feel guilty about for some reason. Uh, survivor's guilt or something. Yeah. Well, our downstairs neighbor, Gene, he never left. Uh, he went across the fence to our neighbor's apartment because he had a gas oven. So they were just staying warm with the gas oven. Yeah. And there was a lot of people getting like um, carbon monoxide poisoning, yeah. but it was like either get CO poisoning or freeze to, death. freeze to death. And I started seeing more stuff online and on social media about um, people finding bodies frozen um, on the streets and sidewalks and shit. Yeah. You know? Like, I remember one person said they found out, like, a 7-Eleven a few blocks from their house had power and nowhere had water. There was no stock being sent anywhere. Water was becoming... Very scarce. Um, this person said that they and their partner decided to walk to that store to like get something to eat, something to eat if they could find it. Yeah. And on the walk, they like saw what they thought was just like a pile of trash and they got closer and it was a, a dead homeless person. Yeah. And there were more stories of people dying. There were stories of, old people dying um, because a lot of old people like, well, not a lot, but there's quite a few old people or other people who need to rely on medical equipment that requires electricity. And without that, they fucking died. Yeah. Uh, there was a story about this, um, uh, like a nine year old and an 11 year old brother. And uh, the 11 year old died of hypothermia trying to keep his little brother warm. Yeah. Which I'm a little curious why the parents, like, where were they in that picture? Yeah, it's a good question. That was a little sus, that story. Um, more and more people, you know, just dying. More people online saying, like, hey, um, this mutual aid group has set up a uh, new, you know, warming stations here. Here's where you need to go. Uh, here's who you need to contact. And there was still no FEMA. Days in, few days in, mm -hmm. still no FEMA because Texas legislators said, fuck you. Yeah. The Biden administration was saying, guys, you are out of power. Your entire fucking state has been without electricity for half a week now you guys have a state of emergency you need to declare a state of emergency so that i can send fema in to help 
If you don't declare emergency, I'm legally, my hands are tied. I can't do anything. And Texas was like, fuck you. Fuck you, libs. Fuck you, libs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ted fucking Cruz goes on a trip to what? Mexico. Mexico to <laughs> not, was it Cancun or? I think it was Cancun. To fucking Mexico. And then turns around and says, oh, I was just taking my daughter on vacation. But he got fucking blasted. Yeah. Um, During COVID, too. It's like a, it's a double whammy. Yeah. I, I remember he got busted because um, workers at the airport that he landed in Mexico recognized him. And they knew what was happening in Texas. Yeah. They took pictures and started blasting him online. Um, companies... Other companies. Um, so there's this weird thing in Texas. Uh, part of the reason this happened, well, is because the uh, Texas electrical power grid is not linked up to any other states. I think Texas, as far as I know, Texas is the only state. I think they're the only one. They're the only state that is not linked to any sort of national power grid. States like the one we're in right now, Oklahoma, is linked up to neighboring power, energy power grids. In case something were to happen in one state, another state would provide power to the state that's having trouble so that people don't have to lose electricity and freeze to death and die. But because Texas, the libertarian Mecca, is not linked up to that stuff, it failed. Point one. Point two. Infrastructure. Texas passed up several several times, like over the past 10 years, passed up opportunities uh, to, uh, you know, winterproof, to weatherize their, you know, the power grid of the equipment, the infrastructure. Um, and they also refused to keep up with basic updates and upkeep as well yeah point three there's no texas energy it's all private companies every city certainly like houston has a few different energy companies that provide power to certain parts of the houston metro um now the appeal of that quote-unquote is that in normal times, you pay very little for electricity. But then if something weird happens, they get to crank that price up. Because, point four, it's all deregulated. Libertarians, Texas is a libertarian mecca. Libertarians are completely against regulation, so on and so forth. I'm not going to go further into a rant about libertarians, libertarian ideology, or the inherent stupid fucking, I want to use a word that's ableist. I'm not going to use it. But they are a word that I, I shouldn't use, libertarians. Um, it's all deregulated, the Texas energy. Um infrastructure it's all deregulated uh there were people in houston that were getting charged a thousand dollars an hour something like that yeah Pe crazy. people were getting charged uh they were literally getting ten thousand dollar bills i forget the name of the company but it's like a a smaller outfit in one of the houston suburbs yeah. not far it's one neighboring where my uh my where my sister lives yeah um there were people posting pictures of the literal literally 10k ten thousand dollar electric bills for like the three hours of power they might have had before they lost power again um now a lot of these energy companies started putting out propaganda a lot of the Texas and, and other Republican politicians started putting out propaganda. Now, they Texas had an issue before back in like, I think like 2014 or something like that, mm -hmm. um, where they lost power for a long time. And there was a big hullabaloo of like 
you guys need to winterize your shit. Yeah. And they're like, global, it's global warming. Why is it getting cold? And it don't get that cold here. And we don't need to fucking spend money on that. Fuck you, libs. Fuck you. I'm from Texas. Fuck you. Um, I'm so glad to be away from that shit. I, I do not like Texas mentality. Um, they had warnings for about 10 years that they needed to, uh, all energy companies in Texas needed to winterize and generally update their entire infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And they refused to do it. So then when a weather event like the one that happened in February happens, a severe, and it wasn't even that severe compared to places that usually have winter weather. But for Texas, um, it was like one of the most severe winter storms ever, as far as I know. Yeah, they aren't prepped for that. Uh, They were not prepped for it, but they had warnings. They've had warnings. They've had opportunities, and they certainly have the means and resources to have handled it. But they didn't do anything. So it's their fucking fault. Um, And people like Ted Cruz and Senator Cornyn was the first one I I heard about putting this shit out. um, Said the reason the energy grid fell apart is because of the Green New Deal. One. The Green New Deal doesn't exist. It's a proposal that's been roundly rejected by capitalist fucks. Um, On both sides of the aisle, mind you. Mm -hmm. Um, One, the Green New Deal doesn't exist right now outside of a proposal, outside of a very good idea, a very good thing that should exist. Two... He was blaming it and and other these energy company owners who don't even live in fucking Texas um, were saying that it's because of the windmills in West Texas that they froze and stopped working. And that's why everything failed, because, you know, they were holding up the whole the whole infrastructure. That's a fucking lie. They were saying that these renewable energy sources uh, provide like. 40% of the energy to Texas. Lie, lie, lie. I did fucking research because I had plenty of time and I was in plenty of fucking rage while we were in that hotel room. I looked it up. Um, Altogether, as far as like the amount of electricity on average per year that um, Texas creates with its energy, you know, creation resources or whatever um altogether um renewable wind energy is like 14 percent however that's all in west texas yeah which wasn't affected as badly they still got winter shit out in the desert but it wasn't as bad too like 50 percent of that what 14 percent goes to new mexico mm. New Mexico buys it from these renewable things. So the fact, the the thought that renewable energy holds up the power infrastructure in Texas is a fucking lie. Okay? At most, it's like 7%. Uh, Texas itself may use like 7% of... Uh, uh, renewable energy. Everything else comes from um, oil, petroleum, and uh, natural gases. And these pipes and everything froze and burst and everything. So that fell apart. Speaking of freezing and bursting, by day three? Yeah, it felt like day three. I think it was day three in the hotel room. We're working. It's like 11 a.m., I get a text message from Jean, our downstairs neighbor, whom I had been trying... Oh, no. No, that's not how it went down. I was in a group chat 
with all of our tenants. But first, I've been trying to get a hold of Jean to see if our power had come back on mm -hmm. because we were still renewing our stay day by day at that room. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started worrying about the water and I couldn't get a hold of Jean. Okay, group text. I got a group text from my landlord and a bunch of tenants. And it was like, you know, just bullshit checking in for him to do where he's like, oh yeah, you know, like this is what's happening. And he's like, oh, you know, everything's gonna be fine. Just make sure your water's turned on, make sure the water's dripping, blah, blah, blah. About an hour passes and I just get a text message on my phone that says, the ceiling's collapsed. And I'm, I'm like and you didn't know back. who the number yeah, is. Yeah, I didn't save the number. So I went and tried to go back to look and I was like, it's our downstairs neighbor. Jean, our downstairs neighbor, said the ceiling had collapsed. Emily and I both panic. I mean, this was a level of panic I hadn't felt. I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever felt this level of panic. No. I thought when he said the ceiling had collapsed, Jean, I thought that meant our floor had completely, had completely collapsed because we lived above him. When he said the ceiling collapsed and his apartment is flooded, I thought that meant our apartment, the floor of our apartment completely collapsed and all of our fucking belongings had fallen in to his flooded apartment. I got a hold of him, Gene. I finally, and I've been trying to get a hold of him for like a day at least. Yeah. He finally answers his phone. And he's freaking out, saying, like, did you leave your water running? Did you leave your water running? And I just, you know, I, I'm like, what's going on? And he said, my apartment is flooded. There's about a foot of water in my apartment. Everything is ruined. My entire ceiling has collapsed. The drywall has all collapsed. Everything has collapsed. Um, and I ask him, like, uh, I just say, I, I don't know. I got to get a hold of Bob or something. I, I don't even remember what, because I'm fucking panicking at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I do say, like, um, turn the water off. I told him, like, turn the water off. Yeah. Um, so he did that, I guess. And then come to find out there's still more water coming out. So eventually... Um, he found like the water main behind the building. Yeah. And this is an old man who's like disabled, physically disabled and mentally too, really. Um, he goes to the back. He has to dig through, you know, the water main has completely burst. It's flooding. He has to dig through mud and ice and reach into this fucking watery muck with water bubbling up out of it to shut off the water main to all the buildings in our small apartment complex. And, uh, and then I realize, wait, is the electricity on? Because I start remembering, oh, I have like an extension card on the floor. If there's water in my apartment. We have our heaters. We have our heaters. We've got electric stuff plugged in. And if there's water coming in, I'm like, oh my fucking God. The place is going to burn. Yeah. So then we get a message from Bob saying like, hey, the apartment's flooded. Yeah. It, it was like, very it's not, unclear. It's, like, it's not that bad in your apartment. I should be able to get it fixed About up our, you or my apartment yeah. specifically. And then they said he said some ones. apartments were worse than others. Mm -hmm. Some were really bad. Flooded stuff were collapsing. He said that. Emily and my apartment, apartment C is our old place. I can say it now because we're not there anymore. Um, he said there was some water, but it wasn't that bad. It didn't bad. get into the bedroom is what he said. It didn't get into the bedroom or anything, which is great because that's where my fucking PlayStation that I had just gotten was. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I'm still not clear on whether or not we have a floor in our apartment. Um... Well, I say, like, is the power turned off? And I'm not getting any, any, uh, anything back. 
So eventually he, he texts back and says like, hey, when you guys get a chance, come and clean up your place uh, and I won't charge you for any damage. Also, um, when you're here, be sure to go to your breaker box and turn off the electricity. It's because there's a lot of water in here. No, he said and then, electrocution. And no, 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 no. He said what I just said. He said, go to your apartment, clean up as well as you can, and I won't charge you for damages. And also, while you're there, turn off the electricity and the breaker box. Then, an hour later, he texts everyone again and says, if you come back to your apartments, be careful not to step in any water because you might get electrocuted. Turn off the electricity at the switcher box at the back of the building. Yeah. Now, he was just at these places, at these apartments, looking at the condition. Why didn't he shut off the fucking electricity himself? He didn't shut off the electricity. Why? So I'm livid again, thinking, fuck, everything is going to burn down. Days pass. Um, we're, we know our home is ruined, but... I don't know about you, but I was still kind of like, maybe, maybe it's not that bad. I, I was living in the delusion that we'd be able to move back like in a week. Maybe two. Yeah. Well, by what? Day five or whatever. It was like the day before we left or something. I, I don't remember. We managed to go back. The The roads are thawed off enough. And it's still freezing over at night. There's still lots of ice and everything everywhere. But we get back to the apartment to see how it is. And uh, the floor had not collapsed. There were some weak points in the kitchen. Um, it was collapsing. Like you'd step on it and you could feel it giving way. Plus, there were also parts like in the bathroom where black mold had been eating through, that was a hole. Yeah. Like, I could just straight see down to Jean's apartment through yeah. that hole. So there were holes and soon to be, very soon to be holes in the floor going straight down to downstairs. Jean was gone, so I, I couldn't see his apartment, but our place, like, mm, there is some inches of water everywhere. Yeah. And uh, also... Uh, water had pooled up because the floor is all sorts of uneven and not even just like all at a tilt. It's like hilly. Um, there was water pooled up exactly where I fucking knew it would be where I had electronics plugged in. Yep. And I even told, I even told Bob, I was like before when he said, you know, be careful and shut off the electricity. I said, we can't get there. You were just there. Why didn't you shut off the electricity? I have stuff plugged in. I know it's where somewhere is going to be water. Shut off the electricity. And he texts me back and says, I wouldn't worry about it. The worst that could happen is it shorts out. Yeah. That's where fires fucking come from, is from a short. Yeah. The incompetence. Well, describe our apartment when we walk in that first time. So, all of our towels were used to already on the floor, pretty much, except for the ones that Wait, we took. Wait, you want to rephrase that? Our personal towels were on the floor being used to soak up the water. Who put them there? Not us. <laughs> there was like, you know, just like you said, the whole, the floor was sinking. The bedroom, which he said was not wet at all. The the carpet, you'd step on it and water would splash up. Not yet. When we When we walk in... I reach down with my hand and I feel it and it's just cold. And I'm like, I feel like it might be dry. It's just cold. Yeah. And then we start walking around on there. And then I noticed because I was the first one to step on it. And when I stepped, water bubbled up around my shoe, yeah. around my sole. And then it left a dark, wet mark where your footprints are. Yep. So you wanted to clean up as much as possible because you were worried about the, the deposit and getting the damage deposit back. Yeah. And I was trying to stop you. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I did clean up at least a little bit so he didn't come after us. He wouldn't have He would anyway. have. He would have tried. Uh, well, we gathered 
stuff. Uh, uh, everything was soaked. Like we could see where water was still coming out under the sinks. Um, how many percentage of things do you think of our belongings do you think we lost? I think 60, 75%. Yeah, we lost most of our stuff. We for sure lost most of it. Really expensive stuff too. Mm-hmm. My computer was submerged in the water. It's still fucked up. Yeah. Her personal computer. It wasn't submerged, but it was on top of the very wet carpet. Yeah. So it had probably absorbed some of that water. Cooling water. Um, all our luggage, bags, and everything that we kept under our bed was just wet. I got our social security cards and passports, stuff that I forgot to grab before that Birth I knew certificates. I'd really need. We grabbed stuff that we absolutely knew we couldn't go without. Got it out of the apartment. And then we had like another day when we decided we can't stay here anymore. Um, and so I initially wanted to go to my parents' house in Oklahoma. Um, but then they and my sister were like, don't do that because... There's the weather was still snowy yeah. and icy in Oklahoma, so the roads wouldn't have been great. Yeah. Is what they said. And I was like, okay. They were like, just go to Houston, stay with your sister. My sister was like, stay with me. Um, we're closer. Just come stay with us. Yeah. Um, and so I think we went back to the apartment a second time to clean up a little more. Did we go back a second time no, before? No, we went back a week after. Okay, so then that first time we were there for a few hours then. Mm -hmm. And we got a lot of stuff out that we could, that we could salvage um, and fit in my car. Yeah. Um, and cleaned up some, but uh, at a certain point it's like, this is completely futile. The walls were wet. The, the, the drywall was soggy. Like it was yeah. soft. Like I'd push on it and it would leave a, easily leave an impression Everything was wet. Um, so we gather stuff. We stay one more day. And then we go to Houston. Uh, I would stop there. I, I think that's a whole story on itself. Like our time in Houston. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just like record it all? No, we can. I was just going to record it yeah. now and then release it. Like okay. part one and then part two later. Yeah. So then... Uh, we get to Houston. Actually, maybe we should stop here yeah. and then record another day. Yeah. Okay. Let me see what time we're at here. 31. Okay. Well, yeah, this will be a two-parter. Uh, this was part one. Um, I would like to find some way to wrap all this stuff up. We're, we're living in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma now. And I'm not going to offer much explanation beyond that, but we'd been homeless for three and a half months. Mm -hmm. Been homeless for three and a half months. Uh, uprooted. Um, we've had to leave a lot behind, even in terms of like life. Um, We've had to replace almost everything. Um, and I'm still having a rough time because I'm like acting. Do I still get to do that? I don't, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we're in this new apartment now. And um, at least we're not dead and or still homeless, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So we've been going through a lot of shit and the story gets even a little more crazy just in a different direction uh, in part two, which we'll cover next week. Um, so stay tuned and hear the rest of the story and, and, and learn why it's been four months since the last episode. Um. <laughs> And if you want to help our uh, transition into a new life, um, 
consider becoming a patron, uh, donating money to the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. Uh, I'll put a link in the description and all that shit. That uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash that thing with James, all one word. Um, what else? I want to start streaming on Twitch soon. I was actually, I, I'd been talking about that. I'm not sure if I'd been talking about it on the podcast, but before the storm happened back in February, I was already getting things together to start streaming on Twitch. Um, I've got some equipment. Uh, I'm still working on getting, you know, at, at least getting a handle on using what equipment I have to stream. But yeah, I like to start streaming, be it just chatting or also playing video games uh, because I enjoy playing video games and uh, I don't mind being called a man child. I'm secure enough to know that I'm a fully actualized adult. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, look forward to that soon. If you have any advice or anything, suggestions, hit me up. Send me an email at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Or you could slide into my DMs. I'm on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at James J. Asher. And uh, again, really consider becoming a patron. Patreon.com slash that thing with James. I don't mind saying I'm a grifter. <laughs> the grift is real, dog. <laughs> the struggle's real. Um, so we're back. <laughs>